At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again as we wrap up our week of introductory podcasts, letting you meet the draft class of 2021 for your Charlotte Hornets. And today we'll wrap up with Scotty Lewis helping me out. My producer on the Hornets radio network, Rob Longo, back with us. And Rob, before we get to that, uh, our daily catch up on the news and notes as we lead up to Summer League. Unfortunately, uh, one member of last year's team uh, won't be joining the team and participating in Summer League in Las Vegas. That is Nate Darling, suffered a right knee injury and he will be unable to participate, taking his spot at the team's Summer League minicamp has been Joel Berry, former member of the Greensboro Swarm during the 1920 season, played internationally last season, but probably most famously known as a former member of the North Carolina Tar Heels and an NCAA champion in 2017, was the Final Four most outstanding player, uh, very accomplished basketball player, so he joins the Summer League training camp roster. And it's always good to have that experience, too. He's been in Summer League the last couple of seasons when there was a Summer League, played for the South Bay Lakers, played for the Lakers G League team, South Bay. Like I mentioned, he played for the Lakers in the Summer League as well right after he came out of college. So, yeah, very established player, just one of those college guys that just was really great, really fantastic in college, just hasn't caught on so far in a professional landscape. But, you know, this could be an opportunity for him as well. Unfortunate for Nate Darling. Um, but, you know, you just got to kind of move on and move forward. And Summer League is all about just trying to get better. And that's what we're going to try to do. And that's what you're going to try to see for a couple of these teams. And no shame in trying to just fill out the roster and get anybody some opportunities. And again, you're doing so with uh, an accomplished professional player. I actually covered him uh, with the South Bay Lakers back in that 2018-19 season. So 
you know, he's a solid player. He didn't uh, shoot the three tremendously well that season, but he was a double-digit scorer in the G League. And then you just, you know, you look at his history in general. This is a guy who was one of the best players in college basketball in his year that the team won the national championship. So as someone who uh, brings a lot to the table, and uh, we'll see what the even younger players take away. It's time to talk a little bit about Scotty Lewis. Uh, when you're drafting at number 56, you're taking someone who is probably not the finished product and probably you know has some question marks about him. But I really like what we've seen from Scotty Lewis. First off, his personality is fantastic. Can't wait for you all to meet him here in this interview upcoming momentarily. Very, very highly recruited when he went to Florida. This is a guy who athletically, he tests off the charts. And I think if he had stronger statistical seasons at Florida, this is probably a first-round pick. It's the fact that, statistically speaking, he didn't have really huge seasons despite being a full-time starter for the most part as a freshman and then getting 25 minutes a game as a sophomore. I mean, if this guy is 10 to 15 points per game, a lot of those questions just go away and you see what he can do physically and just marvel at it. But the fact that those question marks were left there leaves the door open for a team like the Hornets to come in and take him. And I think the Hornets might be one of those teams that says, hey, thank you very much. Because like you mentioned, he checks out all the boxes physically, but watching some of his tape from when he was in Florida, I really liked what he was able to do defensively. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why the Hornets were able to go after him and pick him just because of James Brago's defense first mentality at times and he defends like he's in the NBA I watched a couple of his highlights he was kind of the help defensive guy on the baseline and he wasn't you know camping out in the paint trying to be between two players he was outside the paint he slid over at the last second came in for some help and was able to make a block so you know he's kind of already he has that athletic ability and a lot of times that's just what it takes for a defensive side of the ball I mean a lot of times defense is just effort and he's able to put forth that effort and like you mentioned here, in a couple minutes, we'll hear what he has to say, but he just seems like that guy who has that blue-collar mentality coming from a place like New York, He puts his head down, he does his work, he'll do whatever it takes to get better, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. The offense could use a little bit of work. He, can, he could use a little bit of work offensively. The shot is there. He can hit a corner three, and it's just kind of maybe developing a couple more facets of his game to make him multidimensional on the attack, and he's got the size. He's 6'5". He can kind of slot in as that two. He can even slot in as a number three guy as well. So very versatile and another guy that I'm excited to see in Summer League in a couple days. And athletically, it's no joke. There's a highlight we saw of him, basic and one play. Okay, He ends up on the floor. He's on the baseline, and he's on his back, and he just pops up. Pops up, like throws his feet in there, like, you know, Bruce Lee movie style and just ends up on his feet. And it was one of those moments for me, like, whoa. And you could even hear the broadcasters in the game say, what did he just do? Just pops up on his feet like that. And he's also extremely long. He is, you know, guard to small forward height for the NBA, standing at six foot five, but he's got a seven foot wingspan. So this is a very long player, as you mentioned, can get into passing lanes, can contribute in a number of ways. Uh, we'll talk more about where he might contribute right away, as well as what the areas for growth we think might be. But we want to let you meet him. Great, great young man, Scotty Lewis. His Hornets Hivecast debut next here on the HHC. 
Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. Now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. We welcome now for his debut on the Hornets Hivecast, second round selection, Scotty Lewis. Scotty, welcome to Charlotte. How does it feel to be a Hornet? Awesome. Awesome. I'm grateful for the chance and the opportunity, so I'm super, super excited to be here. It's good to have you here on this Hornets roster. Just signed a two-way contract. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But first, your background. You're from New York, the Bronx. Got a little Bronx-Brooklyn rivalry now in the draft class. We'll be fun with you and James Booknight. And I read you're from a family of 12 siblings, so your home growing up was an NBA roster. Tell us about your youth, your path to the NBA. I mean, I wasn't always a sports guy, so um, I didn't start playing basketball until I moved down to Atlanta around fourth and fifth grade. My father was always like the sporty person. My older brother Jordan was always like the athlete. I was more of like the thespian society kind of character dude, so I never really thought I would be in this position at all, but kind of when basketball and I found each other, we kind of just fell in love, and I dedicated myself to the game, and I'm just grateful to be in this seat right here, so I'm excited. You've had a lot of adversity to overcome over the course of your life. We've read about you being homeless at one point. Also, the two years you're at college coincide with COVID-19, so we have one year cut short and one year drastically altered. How have all of these experiences help make you the person you are and hopefully the professional you'll be here with the Hornets and beyond. Um, I think everything to do with those instances make me the man I am today. So from a growing aspect, from just being mature and uh, having to fight through so much adversity kind of just creates character. So I don't think things can get worse than what they have been in the past. The position I'm in right now to be, be able to take care of my family and play the game that I love at the highest level, that's uh, a dream come true. So there's nothing more that I wanted in this world and I'm just excited to give everything I got to Buzz City. I'm excited. You go to the Combine and you test off the charts. Was there a moment at the Combine where you're doing these drills, you're seeing how you measure up and you're thinking, yeah, this is really the right decision? Because as with the last couple of years, you have like an opt-in, opt-out point even at that Combine. So was there a moment where it's like, yes, this is the time? I think right after the season ended and we had that, that player coach meeting with, uh, with, with the University of Florida coaching staff and they asked me what was my decision, I knew I was going to declare for the draft. I was putting pressure on myself, and I, I, I bet on myself to, to be here. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but I knew whether I went first round, second round, undrafted, whether it's going to be now or three, four years from now, I'm going to be the player that I want to be, and I think everyone expected me to be. So I'm just excited for the work and excited for the growth. You just had your introduction to the, the Charlotte and Hornets media, and you mentioned that you didn't work out with the Hornets. You had very little interaction with them throughout the whole process. So tell us what the interaction was like, the little that you did, and your reaction to getting the calls, seeing that you were drafted by Charlotte. I mean, we met in Chicago at the Combine, had about a 30-minute meeting. Just talked about myself and my story, and uh, they talked about the organization, obviously. You know, what a normal player coaching staff meeting would be like and that was like the extent of our conversation so on draft night we're sitting there the whole night looking at the different ranges where I felt like I would fall in and uh, my name's just not being called we're not getting too many phone calls my agent love the guy to death he's been extremely blunt and honest with me we're looking at a exhibit 10 or something like that that kind of contract and I'm like all right like I gotta accept what the what the reality is and I go undrafted and, and I'm in that range of that exhibit 10 I gotta just put my head down and Except the punches. So Calvin's on the phone next to my mentor, Brian Klasky, and they both just start having the biggest smiles in their face. I don't know what's happening. My mentor like basically like pulls my right arm out of my socket and my whole family's in there and I look over to the TV and like I see my name on the screen and I'm just I'm I'm in awe. 
So my career, I owe everything to the Hornets now. So like I said, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for the growth, and I hope I'm here for a really, really long time. And now you are on this roster, one with a lot of young, high-potential players just like yourself, and you're on a two-way contract, so you have the opportunity to play here with the Hornets as well as develop with Greensboro. What are your thoughts about what your expectations are and should be from the fans and everyone watching you for your rookie year? You know, just be prepared for a fun, high-speed, high-pace, high-level defending athletic team. You know, especially those are the characteristics that I think best describe me. So um, those are the strengths that I'm going to continuously play to. So obviously playing with guys like James Booknight and Terry Rozier and LaMelo and Bridges and PJ and Nick and all those guys who just love to get up and down. I'm excited to be a part of that team. You know, I flourish in those kind of settings. And um, I know whichever team I'm going to be playing on at any given moment, I'm going to play my heart out. So I expect a high-level defender, someone who's capable of knocking down shots, creating for his teammates, getting to the basket, and making the right play. I love to win, and I hate to lose. So I hope you guys see that. Scotty, it was a pleasure having you here. Welcome to Charlotte, and good luck as you prepare for summer league in your rookie season. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. We'll have much, much more after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Rob, we just got to hear from Scotty. Your takeaways from the conversation. So first off, he is just a tremendous human being. I mean, he's a great kid. I was going back and doing some research about him when he was on an AAU team in New Jersey, which was coached by former Rutgers coach Mike Rice. They were all at a Chipotle after a tournament eating the one day. He saw a couple of people that were homeless, and it seemed like they were just they haven't eaten all day, so he took his food and gave it to them. And that just kind of shows the kind of kid that he is. And it spans into this program that he did at his high school, Rainy High School in New Jersey. It was called Hoops for the Homeless event, and it was attended by 600 people, and they raised $10,000 for a local food pantry. So just an outstanding kid, and I just can't wait to see what he's able to do on the court, but especially off the court as well. He just seems like such a humanitarian, and he really wants to use his platform to better people's lives. Really impressive young person. I love the diverse set of interests that he has. And based off the fact that he was drafted late in the second round and was unsure even leading up to that moment whether he would be drafted, he is not a polished player, but he's a very polished person. I'm excited to see what he can do. And again, the physical abilities here, they are most definitely NBA level. This is a guy who can hang athletically with these other players he's going to go up against in Summer League, in the G League, presumably since he's on the two-way contract and if he gets his opportunities in the NBA as well, it's a matter of can he develop the consistency there for the shot. And that's where I want to talk about because I think there is reason to believe it could happen. Can he shoot from distance? His freshman year, he did a decent job. He was a 36% three-point shooter. You'll take that all day. Sophomore year, not so much. Comes down to uh, just a hair under 32%. He took the, about the same number of threes per game. It wasn't a huge part of his game, but he was you know about two and night. So I think there's reason to believe that this staff can be the one that helps him put it all together. And I don't think you can discount, finally, the fact that he has played his entire college career during COVID. His freshman year, that's 
first time into college basketball. There might have been some growing pains. Who knows what the reasons were that, you know, the stats didn't explode the second he got on campus. But from the time that they're going into NCAA tournament time through his entire sophomore year, there are constantly restrictions on how often you can be around each other. It was not a normal college experience. So I don't know how much you want to hold it against a player that he didn't grow by leaps and bounds in a year where you're really restricted how much time you can have in the weight room with coaches and et cetera, et cetera. And a lot longer down the road, we're probably going to see that with a lot of players that just were hampered developmentally just because they weren't able to get into the gym. They weren't able to get that offseason workouts that they would normally have. So, you know, I'm not going to hold that against Scotty. You saw the numbers. I don't really take a whole lot of stock in numbers. I'm more of an eye test person. And from he what I saw, that. oh, absolutely. And, and that's what I look at when I was looking at his highlight tape from Florida. And it's no reason that the Hornets and Mitch Kupchak were able to draft him. It's going to be one of those things where it's defense first, offense second. So, you know, if he's a lockdown defender and then he can develop his shot, then I think that's kind of the way that it's going to shape out. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to discount these blue collar guys. One of my favorite quotes from Kevin Durant was, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough. And I think Scotty has that mentality where he's going to work hard no matter what you heard it in his voice and in his inflection during his interview that I'm going to work as hard as I can to be my best self and nobody's going to stop me. So I think, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that can be a pleasant surprise at Summer League, and we'll find out in a couple days. And one of the quotes that we didn't get from him here, but we heard in his media availability, he wants to be the steal of the draft. He was only about an eight-point-per-game guy throughout his career at Florida, but the skill set is there. It's definitely there. In terms of here and now, look, he's going on a two-way contract, which means he's likely going to spend a lot of time with the Greensboro Swarm, or at least you know enough time that they decided to apply that designation to him. But I think he can contribute now, and I think this Summer League roster is a really interesting one because the way the Hornets have drafted, you've put a lot of focus on the 4-5 and five position with two centers last year in Richards and Carey, power forward slash center this year in Jones. JT Thor is somewhere around that three or four range, probably closer to four. And similarly for Arnie Koboka, who has also signed a two-way contract, he also kind of fits into that very tall three, but probably closer to a stretch four type of range. James Booknight's going to be the two. There will be a point guard out there. Scotty Lewis could easily see more minutes at the small forward just based off the fact that he's got less people to compete with over there. He's going to have an opportunity to show what he can do in this environment where there's not a logjam, or at least it doesn't seem there's one at his position amongst the players that have been recently drafted by the Hornets. And it probably at that point comes down to retaining information, switching between the two and the three, because we saw that during a regular season with guys like Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. You know, Miles was switching between the three and the four, P.J. switching between the four and the stretch five. And, you know, there were at times where you would ask them, you know, how difficult is this? And they would say, well, there's some differences and you're going to have that. So it might be one of those things where you're trying to learn a system on the fly. Now, all of a sudden you got two different positions getting thrown at you. It could be a lot of information to intake all at once. So it's one of those things where it's great that he has a two way deal so he can go down to Greensboro and get some more playing time because, Again, COVID just kind of wrecked everything, so you don't know where they are just from a skill set standpoint and what they can develop. And we've heard from Mitch, and we've heard from, and we've seen it 
a couple of times with the way that the G League system is set up here in Charlotte with Greensboro, how it just kind of becomes a feeder system. I mean, Dwayne Bacon is a prime example, and you saw a couple of other guys that have gone there as well and obviously have worked their way up. We'll see what he can do in Summer League over these next couple of games, these next couple of days, and we'll just have to go from there. Also, in terms of the big club, there's a chance he could contribute defensively. His length, his wingspan, we'll see what he looks like. Summer League is going to be very interesting to see with Scotty Lewis and this entire crop. All right, that's going to do it for our rookie preview series of podcasts. If you didn't catch the earlier ones, invite you to go back to Monday, hear Mitch Kupchak talking about the class overall. We've also had Kai Jones, James Booknight, JT Thor, and now Scotty Lewis. So definitely check them all out. And we invite you to tune in next week, starting Sunday. We've got Summer League broadcasts. You can listen through the Hornets app. Definitely going to have a lot of fun bringing you the action from Las Vegas in our first looks at all of these new Hornets rookies. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Thanks to Rob Longo for manning the controls and joining us here on the show. Of course, we'll see uh, We'll see you in Vegas in a couple days, and I'll be sitting back here in Charlotte. I'm not jealous at all. We will be talking to you all. I will be talking to you all from there. Rob will be at his desk. Thanks again for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber. It's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you next time on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.